We are here. We're live. Tony and Mad Max here on this Sunday afternoon, 1203, January 16th. Tony, how's your weekend going, man? Been pretty legit, man. Watched some pretty good football games yesterday. Um, Bengals Raiders did not disappoint, even though no. that I knew from the get-go that the Bengals <laughs> were pretty much in the driver's seat the entire game. But the Raiders actually made a game at one point. But um and then Bills Patriots was just a complete just slap fest by the Bills on, on on Belichick, dude. Five passing touchdowns by Josh Allen last night in an ice cold Buffalo, dude. Six degrees with a freaking seven with, a, with, with like a minus seven wind chill. Unbelievable how these athletes can play through that sort of sort of weather. It's insane. But, I knew as soon as it hit 14 nothing that the game was pretty much over from there because the Bills are just oh, yeah. unstoppable. I also think, like, Mac Jones, he's, again, rookie quarterback. He's just getting his first taste of, of, of playoff football. But in those conditions, I'm really not surprised that he, yeah. that, 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 that he struggled. Yeah. Not surprised at all. And can we cool it with the Tom Brady conspir- the comparisons, please? I mean, oh, with uh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. I mean, please. <laughs> He's a good quarterback, Mac Jones. But like, it was his first playoff game in a really, in a really um, intense environment. Not just with weather, but when you're playing in Buffalo, the Bills Mafia is going to go crazy. Um, and the Bills, I think, are just a better team. Like. There were times throughout the year where you thought huh, maybe this Bills team is, is is a bunch of frauds, but they really showed out last night, dude. And Josh Allen, I mean, I I heard a lot of people I think like two months ago say, oh, why'd they give Allen that that big contract? The man, the, the, the man is the the man is a fraud, like because the games like that, dude, five touchdowns in that weather. Like that's how that's how you win in this league, dude. Passing touchdowns. That's why Patrick Mahomes is is going to be a is going to be a um, top three t- top three quarterback in the in the history in the history of of this sport. When all is said and done, he's I don't know if he'll pass Brady, but he'll definitely pass Breeze. He'll pass Peyton. I just think that with what he'll be able to do, he'll probably win five. Um. MVPs and he is going to be a top okay top three may have been a little bit more of a, of a hyperbole but top five that's still great yeah because he knows how to throw the ball downfield Justin Herbert knows how to throw the ball downfield like that's how you win in this league and Josh Allen stepped up he did stepped that's up huge that's why they gave him that contract I mean, people should recognize his arm from when he was with Wyoming and just what he was doing at the NFL Combine. People forget that this guy actually has a gunslinging arm. Couldn't agree more. But so it was a very, very good start to um, the the NFL postseason yesterday. Um, I want to see a talk about a little bit more about Raiders Bengals because that was a game that I actually sat down to watch mm-hmm. until like the final, like I think five minutes of the game. The Bengals won 26 to 19. Again, it was a game that you sort of had that feeling from the first drive. Yeah. The first drive that like 
since he had that that they were that they were going to cruise to to this win. I just think that 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 the Raiders listen. The Raiders got in on the last day of the year. They had to pull a lot of strings <laughs> to get to where they were. Um, they've had a tumultuous season between Henry Ruggs, Gruden, the things that they were going on just in that locker room. They really should be proud of themselves. They should be. Like, it's insane. Just all the things that were going on. And, like, it's hard. It's hard reaching the playoffs when you have a complete, when you have a new coach get brought in midseason off of a very, a very unsettling ordeal, which was what happened with Gruden and the Henry Rugg stuff that, 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 like you said, that could, that could really shake up. It's like, that, that, that could shake up an entire locker room. It could, that could really, you know, rattle a team, but they stuck together. Derek Carr did an incredible job keeping the team together. Um, they have a lot of talent on, on, on that Raider team, but it just wasn't good enough against, against Cincinnati, who I'm telling you this, dude. Jamar Chase. What a stud. Yeah. What a stud. I mean, the man caught for 116 passing yards on nine, on nine receptions. He was all over the field. Gaining big yardage, dude. He averaged he averaged twelve point nine yards a catch. That's what I'm talking about, dude. With weapons, that that's a weapon. That is a weapon. That's someone the Jets should have really drafted. I mean, were they in, were they in the? Um, oh yeah, well, they probably weren't going to be able to because again, you would have had to have drafted. Wilson. Yeah, because they got rid of Darnold. They needed the quarterback, but oh, uh, people like Elijah Vera Tucker. I get that we need the line, but when are we going to get that number one wide receiver? That's the number one question in my mind. And of course, the Bengals. Of course, it's it's not just Jamar Chase on, on the team. It's Uzama, the um the um tight end. He caught for uh, uh sixty four yards and a touchdown. Joe Mixon ran for ran for 48 yards. Um, he caught for 28. Tyler Boyd got 26 yards, and T. Higgins got 10. Nice little uh, spread around in terms of in terms of the offense. Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, love me some Burrow, dude. 23 for 34, 244 passing yards for two touchdowns, no picks. A nice. That's a nice steady game. Like it's nothing yeah. special, but for, but again, for your first playoff game, it's it's definitely like it's it's definitely what you want to say. Mm-hmm. But now I want to go back to the Raiders side because you know Derek Carr threw threw for more yards. He threw for 310, but he threw a pick, only had one touchdown. Josh Jacobs, who I thought was going to be a huge X factor, he rushed for 83 yards. Um, the, the, um, Darren Waller, their 
great. They're, they're, they're great tight end. Caught for 76 yards. Zay Jones got 61. Hunter Renfro caught for 58. And Josh Jacobs caught for 44 yards. Um, there's, of course, I don't know how much you saw of that game, but I, I assume because you watch SportsCenter, the big controversy, there was a lot of there was a lot of shady things going on yesterday in terms of like the um, uh, officiating. Oh, yeah. well, it's been going on for uh, years, especially this season, too. I mean, yeah, like, oh, uh, what else is new, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you saw what happened. Um, so I forget when and when in the game it was, but this was for the um, I think this was the um, uh, uh, second touchdown that that Burrow thought that burrow through um he threw the ball he was he was he was running to his right and if you see it from the camera angle it looks it it, it, it looks like he may have thrown the ball with his foot out of bounds but when you look at, at the replay he obviously wasn't out of bounds he was in bounds clean throw everything but as the ball is in the air, he's throwing it towards the corner of the um, end zone mm-hmm. from his right. Like, like it's heading towards the end zone. And then, and then you hear the ref whistle as it's about to hit the hands of, uh, I forget who he, who he threw the ball to. Um, oh, um, uh, the uh, no, uh, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, um, as the ball is, is about to hit Boyd's hands, you hear the ref blow the whistle. Now, at that first moment, you're thinking, oh, they're, prob- they're, they're probably going to call the play back because he probably stepped out, out, out of bounds. But then you look at the replay, and it's clearly, he's clearly in bounds, clean throw everything. But then afterwards, it's like, they so they so they 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 look at the replay. He, he's obviously in bounds, and then they call the touchdown clean, you know, and the and the and the um, play stands. They continue the game, and the announcers are like, "Wait a second, it's all fine and dandy that it's that you know he that the touchdown is good because Burrow stayed in bounds, but the ref blew the whistle." When the ref blows the whistle, then the play is dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a rule. Like yeah. that's a, that is a legitimate NFL rule that's been going on for ever since the the, the, the inception of this game. It's it's it, it's a rule that it's that is throughout all sports in basketball, in hockey, in soccer. When that ref blows the whistle, it's like it, for most likely the play is going to be dead. So though, so it, 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 you got to look at, at the actual footage. I don't know if, if you saw it or not. I saw some of it on ESPN. Like I came across the headlines. Like, you know, like if you look at the footage, you'll know when the ref blows the whistle. It's right when the ball is in the air and, and it's heading towards, towards Tyler Boyd. Ball's already left Joe's hands, but, but the ref blew the whistle. Play keeps going on. And then, it just stands. Now, I mean, I don't know if this is enough to say like, oh, like uh, Vegas got screwed over. Like Vegas had 
Vegas had so many opportunities to, to get back into the game. So many, so many um, false start penalties on, on Vegas last night, Mike. They had like three false starts, like in one drive. They're going towards the red zone, dude. I'm telling you, false start, offense, back five yards, like three times. I'm like, you, you got to score here. It's a good thing that Derek Carr got that last second touchdown to end the um uh, the um uh, uh, first half because you know that number one made it an actual watchable game. Yeah. Because the way the Raiders were playing, it was it was it was not looking too good. No. And it also it also added some motivation on on Vegas' side because it's it's you you I knew in that moment to end the first half that they had to score, they had to. So it was a very, very fun game. But once again, dude, officiating just rears its ugly head and butts in on just the excitement of, of, of the game itself. It, it seems to happen more times than not. I agree. I think they have too much uh, uh, like control. What's your take on, what's your take on like, on like reps and especially in football, just like there's always a story about refs yeah, and I think the calls they make. I think there needs to be more control. I think they have too much ins and control with the bookies and there's some betting going on with the referees. I'm telling you, man, because you watch some You're of calling these... them dirty? You're yeah, I'm calling dirty? them dirty. Yeah, 100%. Like freaking think... Tim, like Tim Doherty yeah. from, from the um, uh, NBA? <laughs> yeah, I think so. If you look at these games, and I mean, it's been going on for years. How about the questionable catches? Austin Safarian Jenkins, Des Bryant in the championship game. You look at these catches that have been going on over the years. Oh, well, you're talking about between regular season and postseason. Yeah. The Des Bryant call was egregious. But then, Badoop, that's why they changed the rule in the first place. They knew that things like that couldn't stand. No. But what I want to know is, why did the game continue to go on when, when the ref blew the whistle? That play should have been called dead. They should have replayed that down. Yes, it would have sucked for the Bengals, which, you know what? They probably would have scored anyway. Uh, the, the Vegas's defense, which is not good yesterday at all. No. The Bengal receivers were, were catching everything. Like I said, Jamar Chase was was an absolute stud. Just, just, just throw the ball to him. <clears throat> but I feel that the, the better team won yesterday. I like the Bengals organization a lot. They got the right head coach and um, uh, 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 Zach Taylor. I think that Joe Burrow has revitalized that franchise. I think I think Burrow is going to be probably the best quarterback in Bengals history. I think he's on his. I think he may. Yeah, I agree. Because I mean, who else do you think in, in Bengals lore? Boomer Siason. Give me a break. Andy Dalton. Come on. I mean, Burrow, I mean, like this guy is a slinger. He's a former, he's a former LSU Tiger under a great program, national champion. I think he won the Heisman too. I don't really remember, but he is just one of those guys that you could put your franchise on. 
good looks. He handles the media beautifully and he shows up on the field and does and does what he's supposed to do. The main thing about the Bengals that would that would be concerning is that their offensive line has been shoddy for the past couple of years. I mean, Joe Burrow got hurt last year because his offensive line couldn't protect him. Mm-hmm. So now that his offensive line has been somewhat improved, he's number one, healthy, thank goodness. But, and number two, his, um, I think, I think the Bengals have given up the most like sacks or something like that. Like, like the Bengals offensive line have, have given up the most QB pressures, the most sacks. Like it's, it's been, it's like something along the lines of that. Yeah. Like their offensive line still gives up a ton of pressure from the, um, uh, from the um, pass rush. But a really, really fun game. Great way to start. Like I said, Bisaccia coaching the Raiders did an amazing job. It's tough going in there mid season when you've got all this nonsense going on trying to keep your team together. The Raiders still have a steady franchise quarterback. They've got some very nice weapons in there, dude. Darren Waller Waller is a stud. Zay Jones, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs is going to be one of the, is going to be one of the top running backs in the sport, if if not already is. Like, they've got some players. Mm -hmm. So, Hopefully they could move in in into the next step next year. And I'm really I wonder if Bisaccia will even stay as head coach. Maybe this effort, maybe this last these last couple of weeks will, will show um um uh Mark Davis that you know Bisaccia is the guy. Why not? Give him a shot. Give him a shot, absolutely. We gave Adam Gase two years. We gave Joe Judge <laughs> two years. Why not? <laughs> Give Bisaccia like at least one more year. Because at least Bisaccia made the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. But now I want to talk about Bills and Patriots because now this was um this was a game that I didn't really watch. So it's hard for me to really explain or dive deep into it. But all I remember, all I know was that Josh Allen had five, had five passing touchdowns for 308 yards. Um, Dawson Knox uh, had a great game, dude. 89, 89 yards in catching and two, and, and two touchdowns. Gabriel Davis had a touchdown. Emmanuel Sanders uh, had a touchdown. Um, Stefan Diggs. Had three catches for 60 yards. Hmm. Alan, Josh Allen only threw 25 times. He, he went 21 for 25. He, he was spot on. It's one of the best quarterback performances, I think, in Bill history. Buffalo Bill history. Absolutely. 110%. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mac Jones didn't do awful. He threw for 232, had two touchdowns, but he did, but he did have two picks. 
again, first ever first ever postseason game in those in the in the frozen tundra. Um, Damian Harris had 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 thirty yards rushing. Kendrick Bourne, dude, seven catches for seventy-seven yards and two touchdowns. That was their guy yesterday. That was their guy, but they didn't really have anything else going. Hunter Henry only had thirty yards on one catch. Yeah. Um, he actually had his first drop yesterday too. Yeah, so, like the whole a, season. A rough day for New England. Largest margin of defeat in Bill Belichick's coaching career as the Patriot head coach. What does that tell you? It just tells me that. Tells you that that Tom Brady maybe meant a little bit more yeah. than people were really letting on. Yeah. I mean, come on. The, I really just never will understand why anybody believes that 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 garbage about Belichick over Brady. Screw that. Look at last night's game, dude. Belichick has played in in frozen weather like that before with with, with Brady, and and they and they and they and they would win games. Yep, sparkling. There was no issue. No. The difference is, is that Bill has a rookie quarterback and a team that really isn't that dazzling. No. Damian Harris is a is a really good player, but he's not. A, but he's not a showstopper. He's not. He's not Jonathan Taylor. No. Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, Ramondre Stevenson. Like, who are these people? I mean, Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. That's just a fact. But I don't want to have Tom Brady's value be devalued on the fact that Belichick is so great because Belichick just got his ass whooped yesterday. Ass whooped. Now we'll see what Tom does does today against the Eagles. He, uh, he, he doesn't have Leonard Fournette. No. He doesn't have Antonio Brown. No. He doesn't have he doesn't have Ronald Jones either, so I don't know who's going to be getting the ball in the backfield. How about suit up Le'Veon Bell, <laughs> who made the two con- point conversion against the Jets to put the ter- the cherry on top in that game? I really do think that why not Le'Veon Bell start a running back today? Why not? See what what he has left. He, he's maybe your best option because I don't know who. I mean, like I I, I know that they have um. Uh, Gio Bernard, who just came back from IR. So mm-hmm. that's most likely who, who they're going to go with. But yeah, Brady's going to be playing again. And I, I, I didn't say um, uh, Chris Godwin either. Chris Godwin is done for the year. Um, he still has Evans, still has Gronkowski, still has Tyler Brait, still has OJ Howard. I believe he is oj howard you, you you never really hear it from from oj howard no you, he was supposed to be this huge tight end prospect out of alabama and now you you never hear of him anymore and then they signed gronk and then that, yeah. and then that was the end of that it shelved them <laughs> it put him on the best the best sign the sign the sign the greatest tight end to ever live then that ended all that stuff but um i think brady's got got his full complement of defenders back 
Shaq Barrett, um, uh, Levante David, J- JPP, I think, is playing today, too. Um, so we'll see, you know. It's going to be interesting. Uh, absolutely. Great games on today, too, man. I want to look at – I want to just see here. Pittsburgh, they play the Chiefs tonight. Let's see. Well, we have Buccaneers and Eagles at 1 o'clock today, actually in like 30 minutes. Um, 49ers and Cowboys in Dallas at 4.30. Tonight, Steelers and Chiefs, as you said, at 8.15 on, on NBC. And then a Monday night postseason game, Cardinals at the Rams at 8.15 on ESPN. Um, just in, in, incredible games here, dude. Incredible. I mean, I want to look at the um, line on um, uh, the, the, the Niners and Cowboys. Sure, it's already it's been known for like the past week, but like I I just want to look at it again. Let's see here, can go off. Three point favorite. They're only getting three Dallas at home. That's insane. For a team that you know had to win a pretty important game in 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 um L.A. last Sunday in um in um San Fran, I think. Well, don't forget, dude, San Fran's pass rush. That's going to be the thing today for, for Dallas. But let's see here. So this matchup features two prolific offenses and the highest over-under of, of any NFL wildcard weekend 2022 games. This is from um, uh, CBS.com. Um, yeah, the, the, the over-under is um, 51. Dallas was ranked first in total offense with 407 total yards, while San Francisco was seventh with third with 375.7. So they're going by the offenses here. So, huh? See, hey, if you're gonna go money line on San Fran, it's plus it's plus 140. Put down a dollar, you win. I think it's one hundred and forty dollars. I don't know. I have to like. It's all confusing, like betting money line like that. Yeah, I'm not into the betting in sports. I'm just not. I just enjoy watching the game. Mm. I'm. I'm. I've. I've always been the same way too. So, um, what game in today are you are you most looking forward to? I'm looking forward to, to be honest, the Pittsburgh-Kansas City game because I want to see if Ben Roethlisberger can keep it going here in the playoffs for his last year. Watch the refs, like, try to, like, be like, I want Ben to, like, survive, like, one more game because this is this is probably his, fi- this is his final year in Pittsburgh. Don't know about his career. I, I, I think he'll sign, sign somewhere else for like, for, like, a year or two. But they want to keep his Steeler career alive as quickly as far as far as they can go. The refs get out of here. Although again, like 
I think the Chiefs are favored by like by, by, by like 13 points or something like that. 12 and a half, 13. Yeah, 13, 13 points. Yeah. So there's literally zero faith in Pittsburgh right now. No. Nick Wright on Fox Sports on um Fox Sports One, he's a dick. Nick Wright. Do you know Nick Wright? I know who he is. He's a piece of piece of shit sometimes. <laughs> like he's he goes on and says, Oh, this is better than a bye week for for Kansas City because they'll actually keep their legs fresh. Like he was saying all this stuff going like, guys, this game doesn't even matter. Pittsburgh has no chance. It's virtually a bye week or better than that. Like, it's like, shut up. He's also a, he's also a really big net hater. So, I mean, most of the Just like your buddies in the AM at WFAN. (laughs) Dude, everybody's a freaking Nets hater in, in the freaking sports media. Everybody. Except for Evan Roberts and like Keith um, uh, McPherson, everybody else hates Brooklyn. And Nick Wright is really a huge is he's one of those like skeptics on Brooklyn, and it's really, really, really irritating. But when he says stuff like "Oh, like Casey doesn't have to worry about a thing," it's a bye week for them. Like, shut the hell up. I mean, any any given Sunday, anybody can win. Do I think that Pittsburgh will win? No. No. Because Casey is just too damn good. They're in Arrowhead. Big Ben, I think, is (laughs) dead arm is really an understatement, dude. He really can't throw for for further than like 12 yards now. Mm-hmm. Now I get Insane. it. Juju, Juju Smith Schuster has been activated. activated. So he'll be playing today. Najee Harris, I don't. I think he's still. I think he's still questionable. If if Najee Harris can be active, that's a really big X factor right there. But I don't know if if Najee can't play, then, then I think that that seals the deal because you need that running game to 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 sort of cancel out Ben's bad arm. So we'll have to wait and see, you know, what the status is. Yeah. Or 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 maybe the status changed. Could could you could you look that up? I'll try to look it up too. For Harris? Let me see. Yeah, for yeah, for um uh Najee. Yeah, Najee Harris is playing. So he's playing? Yeah. All righty. There you go. So again, that's a really big thing. Now I don't think not I don't think the line moved at all. No. Or much. So, but it's definitely a nice little bit of news if you're if you're a uh, Pittsburgh Steeler fan, because now, as I said, to compensate for Big Ben's weak ass arm, just hand the ball to Najee, and you'll have and, and you could create a steady offense. Mike Tomlin is not is not an idiot. No, he knows what's at stake. He's been in this situation many times before. The postseason, been really nice head coaches going going up against each other in that game, dude. Mike Tomlin and, and Andy Reid, <laughs> like that matchup a lot. And even in Dallas too, McCarthy, um, McCarthy, and um, uh, uh, Shanahan. Shanahan. 
um, Cardinals at Rams, Cliff Kingsbury versus um, uh, uh, what's his name? Who is the Rams coach? The Rams call. Oh, he's the young guy. What the hell's his name? Why is why am I drawing a blank? Yeah, on no, him? I'm drawing a blank on him too. Why? He's the coach that everyone thinks he's the future of NFL coaching because he's so young. Should have joined a blank here. Oh, um, uh, Sean McVay. Uh, Sean McVay. Yeah. Nice coaches going up against each other. Sirianni and Arians today. Eagles, Bucks. Yeah. What are the chances next year of your favorite coach making it? Robert Sala. <laughs> uh. I'll tell you, Bolt. According to uh, Beningo, they need to have a winning season next year. Now, when's your um, uh, little thing? Oh, that's that's Wednesday. That's Wednesday. This Wednesday live? Yep. Is that via Zoom or is that by, by Zoom. phone call? Zoom. Huh. How many minutes did he say that he, uh, he would give you? Oh, he, he didn't say. So we're just probably going to go with the flow. Go with the flow? You, you And you sent the man questions already, right? Yeah. Hmm. Jets, right? You're talking about the Jets? Yeah. <laughs> I'm be like, yeah, let's just talk about how bad the Jets organization is. Oh, man. So, hmm. So that's the so that's wild card weekend so far, man. We got a really great slate of games today, and then tomorrow night will be will be the capper Cardinals at Cardinals at the Rams. Um, should be a blast. We're on our way, dude. Yeah. Divisional playoffs start next week. Yep. So um, getting closer and closer. I don't know if you wanted to touch on basketball real quick. But I just wanted to bring yeah, up. Yeah, we the could Knicks. touch on basketball and like end it and end the show after and then end it after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume you heard the news about KD. KD, yeah, I did hear the news. Spraining his MCL last night, Bruce Brown, idiot, running into his knee. Um, says best case scenario was four to six weeks. I mean, nothing you can really do. There's always something with this team, isn't it? It's always something yeah. with this Nets team, man. Well, thank goodness that they that in the next 14 games, 11 of them are are on the road. So you get Kyrie Irving. Unless, of course, one of those games is in Toronto or it's against the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. So they'll have Kyrie there. And... I'm just hoping that they can just stay afloat here and just keep on pace with Chicago. I know people don't really care for regular season. I'm somebody that's just like, eh, I don't think think the players care that much. But damn, do you want to have top three seed? One seed if you're lucky. So I agree. Now the Knicks have been winning have been winning some games recently. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, they won against the Hawks. I've been surprised. It's it's almost Hawks have been similar. bad. Yeah, Hawks have been bad. I don't know what happened to them, dude. That team went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year and they completely dropped. I don't know if it was because of when COVID hit and their whole team was ravaged, but like they're just like not like good <laughs> no <laughs> like what and happened? how about that trade the knicks trading for cam reddish getting rid of a protected pick from charlotte and kevin knox 
that's a nice little trade. It's not like a huge, like, like a, like a massive deal. No, no. I'm waiting for something bigger to come, like a De'Aaron Fox or Miles Turner or trading for someone bigger. Because I, I don't, I don't know. Do you think the Knicks are done making trades? Well, they just traded off one of their viable trading pieces in Kevin Knox. Um, I don't know if you want to keep trading off picks, but you'll have to find somebody that's actually on the, that's actually in the rotation that you could trade off. I don't know who that is. Who would you be willing to trade off? At this rate, I think you got to, as much as I hate to say it, you kind of got to get rid of Kemba because he's always injured. You need that. You need that solid point guard. You need Mm. for De'Aaron Fox. Thing is though, you can't just trade off Kemba without having a, without having a legit, like number one coming over here. Yeah. Because, because Derek Rose is still hurt. I think he is right. Yeah. He's still injured. Derek Rose is still hurt. I don't know who you start at the one who Quentin Grimes. They'd probably start quick ride quickly at quickly at the one. I mean, that's, I think that's what fans have been wanting to see all along, but I don't know if he's really a starter material. Yeah. I think you got to wait till Rose gets back from his injury to trade Kemba. Yeah. If he comes back before the trade deadline, then I think you make the move. I would move, to be honest, man, I'm saying right now, I would move Fournier too. But what value does Kemba have on on the trade market? I mean, yeah, he comes cheap. He comes cheap. But why not just keep him, use him to what he is, instead of trying to force instead of just trying to force a bad trade because I feel like you were trying to force a bad trade because you want to just get rid of the guy. <laughs> well, I want De'Aaron Fox. I want a young point guard who I know is going to be there long-term. I just and, don't and think that De'Aaron this- Fox, I don't think that you can get a De'Aaron Fox if you unload 48 and Kemba. That's, that, that's not going to get you Fox. I think some picks could, some first-round picks. I know, but how many picks are you willing to dump here? Because Leon Rose is not a guy that lives in like the now. He's into no. like future. I mean, the Cam Reddish trade has, you know, long term impacts on it. <clears throat> it does. He doesn't like Leon Rose is not, he really hasn't made deals that mortgage like anything like any sort of future investments. He doesn't. You know, signing Randall to that deal, that's for the future. While you think that, well, that may not be a good deal to some, like we'll have to wait and see. Um, who's another deal? Um, I think that they signed Fournier because that was probably the best deal that, that they can put out there. They weren't going to push the bank for DeRozan. No. Um, but again, Rose is just not that type of guy. He's into the future. He's into like making stuff that's good for two, three years down the line in helping today. But again, it's another thing they'll have to wait and see. Now the Knicks are currently, I think, tenth yeah. in the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. so they're in the play-in. But it's so bunched up down there, dude. That any loss 
you could drop to like 11 or 12. You could. They just need so to keep the streak winning. that they have going. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But so you're ready to wrap this up? Yeah, man. I'm ready to wrap this up. I will say this to close out the show. I know you're going to see Scream tonight, man, but. Oh, no, I'm actually I'm actually I'm probably most likely going to see it next week or sometime in the next couple of weeks. So you're going to see it in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, man, I'm telling yeah. you, you got to see it. I was impressed because, you know, me when it comes to new age horror movies, I mm-hmm. think they're complete garbage. But I, I think this was an actually good movie. I really do. The only thing I will say is that the killers, you're you're, you're going to be confused by why they chose the killers. But it all makes sense because usually scream films make sense with the killers. Yeah. So you, so you said killers. Dumb. Yeah. So S. So, so there's multiple. Yeah. Hmm. Now, there's no surprises, right? Like, oh my god, like. Oh, the, there's some surprise. There's some surprises. That you're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Hmm. I think they did a great job of of what they had, especially with the material. There's a lot of people giving it flack online. I just don't understand because. I think it's the best Scream movie since Scream 2. Really? I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> Better than 3, and yeah. I and I like 3. I think it could be better than 3. People loved 4. Yeah. I don't get why. Like, it took me a while to really like 4. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking 10 years. It took me 10 years to actually <laughs> appreciate Scream 4. Because when that first came out, I, I was like, this is garbage. Yeah. But man, go um, out and see it. You got it. So guys, um, I'm gonna do my socials. So yeah. my Instagram is at T A N O O C H nine six. Once again, at T A N O O C H nine six. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Real Max T H E R E E L M A X T H E R E E L M A X. You can check out all of our previous shows, the Tony and Mad Max show. On this YouTube channel right here, Sports Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, every podcast platform, iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, you follow any podcasting platforms, you name it, we are there. And yeah, we're going to be back next week covering the divisional round and much more of the results that happened this week for the NFL game, as well as the NBA, if any NBA trades come up and much more and anything else, Tony. Oh, no, it's fine here. So everybody, please stay safe, mask up. Um, get vaccinated, please get boosted, please. When it, if it's your time, it's 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 my kidding, it's, it's everybody's time. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great rest of your weekend. So long, so long.